We got warblers. We got cardinals. We got golden eagles now. I do love birds and waterfowl, so. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's correct. That's correct. (laughs) Bryce, I wasn't even thinking about that. Welcome to ADSP, the podcast, episode 45, recorded on September 11th, 2021. My name is Connor, and today with my co-host Bryce, we revisit inverse scans, talk about groups, and talk a little bit about combinator birds. Maybe that that should be an episode one day. Not that people care. Maybe not. I went to uh, three national science fairs. Yeah, that's definitely going to be an episode. How do I not? I I keep learning things about Connor, uh, (laughs) and you know, it's... I've learned enough surprising things about Connor that I'm never surprised when I learn some new savant level thing that Connor has done. It's not savant, although I will say this: the start of the story was that I had no intention on trying to get to the national level. Um, <laughs> I just one year I I asked my mom, "How come when people break their spinal cords?" they can't like fix it. Like you break your arm, you put a cast on it, you're good to go. But like you break your spinal cord and then you're in a wheelchair for the rest of your life, either as a paraplegic or quadriplegic. And uh, she was like, well, why don't you do a science fair project on it? And uh, fast forward, like a couple years later, (laughs) I had finished cutting up some worms and like testing how they regenerated their cells and all this stuff. And I was just this like happy go lucky. I had, I had uh, finished all my projects in a woodworking elective. And so I cut out like a sort of mini life-size human and then plugged in a bunch of Christmas lights to like different parts of the body and very, very unsafely had this mechanism where I could (laughs) plug and unplug these little things. And so it would light up like, oh, if you break it at L4, like at lumber four, like this is the parts that you lose access to. It was super awesome and definitely against all the regulations. (laughs) Uh, And then I I ended up getting one of the top awards, which involved a uh, entrance to the Canada-wide science fair, which at the time was uh, that year being held in uh, St. John's, Newfoundland, on the other side of the country. Connor Hookstra in grade eight had never stepped foot on a plane before. I had not, I had not traveled like outside of the province, I don't think in my lifetime. Maybe yeah. I crossed the U.S. border once, but I'd never flown, um, n- never been on a plane well, I guess those are the same thing, but you never know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I was so excited. I walked down the whatever the stage, uh, the auditorium down to the stage. I was literally like shaking and jumping up and down. And all I was thinking in my head, like, so like literally all the other winners, they're just standing there with their like trophy. I am like bouncing up and down on the stage like a small bunny rabbit, like an energizer bunny. And in my head, I'm thinking, oh, my God, I hope my parents let me go. Oh, my God, I hope my parents let me go <laughs> because I wasn't sure if I was going to be allowed to go. Um, but it was all expenses paid. And, yeah, that was uh, wow. that was a good time. They, they, they fly your parents out, too, I assume. No, no, no. You uh, <laughs> you go with the chaperone. Um and yeah, Chris Gaisky, uh, he he did his on uh, genetics, a uh, project on genetics at the time. And so, yeah, we became good friends. Um, and I was supposed to go travel around with him in Europe. He was doing his uh, MBA in, in the Netherlands in the past year. And then good old COVID. Good old COVID. He was doing an MBA um, in the Netherlands? Yeah, yeah. He is. Uh, it would have been awesome to go and travel around. But um, 
Well, so we, we ended up talking a little bit about uh, the associative operation back in episode 43. Then episode 44, completely unplanned, we just ended up opining. Uh, we might have to do another episode. I think the, the moral is if you're in school, probably the answer for most of you is to stay in school. Should you go to school? Stay tuned for a future episode, which I guess at that point will be planned. Um, I was going to bring up one last thing, which maybe I should cut into the first one because it's math related so we we um in episode 42 had you had mentioned there's probably a name for the mathematical property of the difference between the plus and the max scan um and then we put it to our listeners so one of our listeners responded via tweet um his name or their name i should say uh is andrea andreas shotty i apologize we gotta we gotta do take a course on how to like pronounce names i don't i don't think that would help us i don't think i think it would i'm gonna uh, (laughs) whatever affliction we have when it comes to pronunciation i don't think it's curable uh at me on on twitter or or github if there's a course i can take but um they wrote uh i believe the concept you're searching uh was inverse functions a function is invertible if it is a bijection uh in the case of scans don't consider the binary operation but instead consider the partially applied unary function so for example if you have 42 plus x um, or the max of 42x addition is obviously bijective but max isn't because in this example all values of x that are less than or equal to 42 are mapped to 42 whereas for plus it's not the case so like it's a one-to-one mapping for a unary function so like basically you can think of uh, max as like it sucks in it maps a bunch of different values one two three four five six seven mm-hmm. all the way to 42 into 42 and so because of that you can't get back those values but for a function like 42 plus x whenever you have a different value of x it's always going to produce a different answer yeah i'm not sure if bijection is actually what we're looking for um so i guess they're saying it's inverse functions that being said um we also got a response on github and this is from uh, Roman. Wait, explain, uh, explain, explain how we got an ex- a response on GitHub. Because I said if um, if you don't have Twitter, uh, just go find uh, our. So I have um, our website is hosted using uh, Ruby Jekyll pages blogs, and so it, it's just backed by like a, a GitHub repo. And so he just opened an issue, or they opened an issue. Sorry, uh, I love it. If you have if you have any complaints about our podcast, just. Uh, uh, open an issue or send us a PR. <laughs> I've decided that once every 50 episodes, which we're coming up on now, um, we will like quasi reintroduce ourselves and we'll plug all our contact stuff. Cause I don't really like plugging like, Oh, you know, follow us here, blah, blah, blah. If people like it, they'll do whatever. Uh, no, 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 come on. Sh- shouldn't we, shouldn't we tell all the people to go <laughs> leave us reviews on the iTunes store? No. So I just said, we're doing that once every 50 episodes. I hate, that's the thing. I, I, I sort of irks me when I, li- I listen to 30 p- plus podcasts and they're always saying, you know, um, go li- go leave a five star review on iTunes, and I'm like, well, wait, what if I what if I don't like your podcast enough to give a five star review? And they're like, they don't ask, they don't ask for. Well, some of them ask for a review, but most of them implore you to go give a five star review. Uh, see, like, see, my the podcasts I listen to are better than the podcasts you listen to because the podcasts I listen to never implore you to leave a five star review. They just say, please leave a review. Yeah, yeah, that's and that's the thing. I would never ask for five star. I would say leave the review that you think is appropriate. I mean, if you don't like our content, feel. I mean, y- y- do what you want. Don't leave a review. Leave a one star review. Um, 
you know, just, just <laughs> join, join. leave a one-star review on this podcast. I will find you. <laughs> I see. That's the thing is, I don't know what the list, typical listener looks like or what their behavior is like, but I feel like if now we're gonna get a bunch of one-star reviews, just <laughs> I'm gonna have do to. We, do we do we have do we have reviews on iTunes? I have no idea. I don't. I don't honest. I, I honestly, I. My my value from recording this is just getting a chat with you once every <laughs> once every yeah. couple weeks, <laughs> and then every once in a while we have people retweet or whatever tweet at us on Twitter. I can't. I, I now, but now I have to know. Now I have to know. Okay, I, I don't. I I own no. I own no things from the Apple Corporation. So I I have no idea how to access the iTunes store but somebody please tell me if we have reviews especially if they're like really bad reviews <laughs> that like just like trash us like i want to know i want to know oh man if you want if you want bad reviews we can just go look at one of my youtube videos yeah. uh the ones where i do like the comparative languages oh man it's uh i get a lot of hate these days it's just like you know yeah we'll save it for another episode yeah. but yes we we did get an issue opened uh, by Roman Roman Kashitsin. Kashitsin. Uh, well, well, you know, you know we, we should tell people. You know, if you have, if you have a, um, if you have, you know, if you find some issue or you have some feedback or something, like you, you can open an issue, but you could also like send us a PR with an audio clip of you asking the question, something like that, and then we can use it in the episode. Can they do that on Get- a GitHub issue? Uh, how, see, how are they sending see, us? I'm, I, Connor, I, I don't, I'm going to remind you of the relationship here. I'm the executive producer. I come up with the big ideas. You implement them. So the problem is, is that we, de- we technically do have an email, but I already have six personal emails. I do not have the bandwidth to keep track of another email. Just have it forward to your uh, Gmail. That's what I do. That's a lot of work. No, no, no. Um, it's really easy to set up. That's what I do. All for, right. We'll, we'll, yeah, I'll show you how we'll, to do it. Yeah. We'll think about it. Anyways, we got to read this. We got to read this. And I've realized it actually was not – the issue was not opened by Roman. It was opened by Sunbubble. Uh, and then Roman just posted a comment, which actually I didn't even see because it was posted seven hours ago. So very quickly, uh, Sunbubble says, I'm pretty sure that the concept you're looking for is group. So we've got inverse functions and we've got group. Uh, a group is just a monoid with mm-hmm. an additional inverse operation for each element of the set. My understanding is that the inverse left scan is just a right scan with the inverse binary operation. Actually, wait. My understanding is that the inverse left scan is just a right scan with the inverse binary operation. Is that true? So a, 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 a plus scan is the left scan, and an inverse of that, they're saying, is a right scan with the inverse, which yeah, would be I, minus. That, that sounds... So that would be that would be correct. Technically, yes, yeah, technically that is, I think, correct. It's correct for the plus scan. Like a plus, an inverse plus scan is equivalent to a minus right scan but is it is it correct for all the other ones sunbubble sunbubble continues to say keep in mind that both monoids and groups may or may not be commutative related to the missing reduction episode topic also as far as i know monoid or maybe strictly a semi-group is the typical base property you need to be able to implement a parallel version of scans and folds and then sunbubble links a couple resources 
And then Roman replies, I've just listened to episode 42 and found this repo to say groups, groups are everywhere, but Sunbubble beat me. Let me elaborate a bit more on this. A group is a pair of an operation and a set. This means that existence of inverse often depends not only on the operation you use, but also on the type of elements yeah. fed into yeah. this operation. That makes sense, yeah. Um, and then I'm not going to read through this, but uh, Roman proceeds to say, let's show that, and then uh, states a lemma and has a bit of a proof. At least in terms of C++, when we're talking about an operation, um, I think we are typically talking about a group because when we're talking about an operation, we're not talking about it distinct from, you know, the types that it operates on. Like when we, okay, you know, sometimes we, we would talk about, you know, a subset of the inputs, like, you know, talking about std reduce on ints. But usually we're talking about like, you know, std reduce on, you know, whether I've, we don't have a concept for the the requirements that we put on them, but um, you know that 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 class of things you know forms a set, um, and and so then when we talk about like when we talk about std reduce, we're, we're we're not just talking about std reduce, but we're also talking about std reduce and you know the the sequences that can be fed into std reduce. Yeah, looks like I got to go. After finishing this category theory book, I got to go read a set theory book. I feel like set theory is actually going to be more useful than category theory. If, um, I, uh, if I find them, I can mail you some of my some of my math books. Okay. And we didn't even... So my, my goal was to talk about the uh, inverse functions group response and then also the other feedback that uh, we did. Know, and you know, I'm, I'm terrible because I knew, that we, I knew that we had that inverse group because uh, uh, I, I saw it on Twitter. I knew we had that. I knew we had it to talk about, but I had to do my ranty spiel thing. But well, I, no, so I was going to say that was going to be the first episode. And then the second one was going to be delving into the world of combinator birds because I've just been going on a combinator tear because I'm reading to, to mock a mockingbird. And like it used to just be about the starlings and the phoenix and the bluebirds. But now we got bald eagles, golden eagles. We got them all, man. And uh, <laughs> I'm catching them all. And it's, it's, it's so awesome. And it's really it's going to be the future. I don't understand how Haskell Curry spent, you know, three to four decades um, studying and writing his texts on combinatory logic. And then it just seems like the world's forgotten about it. Like everybody knows about Lambda calculus. But what happened to the SKI combinator calculus? That's where it's at. That's where it's at, man. And uh, Martin or not Martin, uh, Raymond Smullyan, he wrote the book with the birds. It's even it's more fun. Who doesn't want to learn the bird names? Who doesn't want to learn the bird names, Bryce? I, I put it to the listener. Don't you want to learn about the birds? We got warblers. We got cardinals. We got golden eagles now. I do love birds and waterfowl, so. Yeah. Know. Oh, my goodness. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> Bryce, oh, I wasn't even thinking about that. You're, I took a sign about uh, when I was in Regina uh, visiting a friend uh, in August because they had a waterfowl park. And I thought, Bryce... This is Bryce. That's actually not Bryce's kind of city because it's really no offense to the people of Regina. Um, look, I, I will. Bryce is usually the one offending people of the world, but um, I, I will take a turn. Uh, <laughs> Regina is uh, not a lot going on. I think the I think the lake in the middle of the city, like they made that lake. Um, maybe it was there, but I, I feel I feel like they made it. Um, but they added a little waterfowl park next to it, and. Um, uh, you can't run by a sign that says waterfowl park uh, when you've got a, 
uh, a, a podcast with Bryce and not think of him. Um, <laughs> and yeah. this recording has completely gone off the rails now. All <laughs> well, right. I guess we're going to have to do it. We're going to have to do a waterfowl episode. A waterfowl Oh, yeah, yeah. Episode. Maybe that's what I'll call if I, I, I've decided at some point. Uh, you know, spoiler for the listeners that I will come out of retirement. <laughs> for spoiler for who? <laughs> spoiler for who? You, what do you said mean? spoiler for the listeners, but there's not oh, listeners. Yes, there's listeners for the listener. <laughs> Thanks for listening, listener. <laughs> uh, we really need to get back in the swing of things. This is uh, this is a rough ending. This is a rough landing. <laughs> You can fix it in post. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, uh, well, yeah, we should probably call. Well, we'll. Uh, wait, what was the spoiler for listener? For the listener. Oh yeah, that I'm coming out of. I will be at some point in the future. I will come out of my speaking retirement uh, to give a talk on waterfowl okay, and birds. Good. And good. maybe that's what I'll call it. I'll call it. Um, maybe I'll call it. Yeah, Bryce's birds or yeah. something. Uh, <laughs> I don't mind that. <laughs> I don't find that at all. Do you do you have yeah, maybe uh that's an amazing idea. That's an amazing idea. Were you about to ask, um, do I have a favorite waterfowl? I was, but then I was thinking of actually I'm Probably I'm not ducks. sure if this will like geese are like, you know, geese are pretty good, but they're also a little bit terrifying. Ducks are like ducks are pretty ducks are pretty okay. I'm not sure if there's any of the bird names that correspond to ducks, but what would be amazing is if if I didn't actually give the talk live and I, I pre-recorded it as like a a mini documentary <laughs> where where I'm explaining getting all excited about the combinator birds and then we cut to like a little a little tour a, a little tour of a bird sanctuary sanctuary and Bryce just oh look look it's a cardinal and then cu- cuts to the a cardinal is also known as flip from Haskell and uh, it's the C combinator uh, cardinals are useful for <laughs> we cut back to Bryce look it's a warbler. <laughs> Perfect, perfect. It, w- it would be amazing. Yeah. Although I'm not sure if we could find... I wonder if there's a bird... A, what do they call it? Like an aviary yeah. or a sanctuary that um, has York, all, all of the birds. has everything. So I assume there's an aviary somewhere. Yeah, does it have all the birds, though? Does it got I, I buntings, live in New York. Picards? New York has everything. So yes, I'm sure it does. Okay. Well, wait. Some of them aren't real, though. Phoenix? That's not a real bird. <laughs> No, that's not a real bird. Wait, did I click stop? Oh no, I didn't. Okay, good. <laughs> all right, I'm clicking stop now. Yes, did you? Did you? Because this is all such, such, such gold, such gold. We'll really be able to use this. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and have a great day.